Have you ever wondered what is really happening behind the curated feed of your favorite influencers and brands? The Social Sessions Podcast gets the real story. I'm Tara, the founder of TJ Creative Agency. And I'm Audrey, a creative director and social media manager. Between the two of us, we have 13 years of experience in the social media world. Welcome back to the Social Sessions Podcast. No, not welcome back. This is the first one. (laughs) Welcome to the Social Sessions Podcast. Today, we just kind of wanted to get into it. What is a Social Sessions Podcast? Who are we? You don't know us yet. All the things. Everything that you need to know about this podcast that will make you listen. Exactly. To get started, I guess, Tara, introduce yourself. How would you... My name is Tara, and I am the owner and founder of... TJ Creative, also a photographer, and a mom, married, lots of other things about me. She's a multifaceted woman. Yes. So. <laughs> I'm Audrey. I work for Tara, and I work in social media. I've been working in social media for the last few years. So we wanted to start this podcast because social media is quite the hot topic, but I feel like there's a lot that people don't understand about it, that they don't. It feels like there's a lot of secrets about it. A lot of secrets. And we're here... Well, just like... It's true. So we're here to expose all the secrets. We're here to tell you what it's really like to work in social media, what it takes to make it in social media, tips on how to grow your socials, how to utilize it for business, basically anything that you would want to know about social media and influencers and... Marketing and how we use it. Yeah. Yeah. We got you here. We're going to let you know how to do it. We're going to spill the secrets. So that's what this podcast is about, but I feel like first you might want to know a little bit about us. Who the hell are these people on the the mics? (laughs) Just random people that you've never heard of. Exactly. So I guess to go into it, Tara, you said you are the founder of TJ Creative, which if you do not know what that is, it's a social media marketing agency in Austin, Texas. Yes, Um, it is. You probably know because... That's probably where you came from and why you're listening to this. <laughs> yes. Tara, how did you get started in social media? I got started in social media in 2012. That sounds so A whole long other ago. time? <laughs> long ago. People are like, wait, did social media exist in, in 2012? Barely, listen, when it started, I started. I was uh, actually probably started before that, like in MySpace days. I, I was just like, going to ask, were you an early adopter of Twitter, like Ashton Kutcher? You know... Twitter wasn't as creative for me as I liked the creative no, side. So I was like, Twitter I don't know what to the, say. Twitter is for the unhinged people. <laughs> yeah. Like even, oh my God, sidebar, I watched a video the other day and someone was just going through like celebrity feuds on Twitter. Yeah. Like Twitter was like a messy place to be. In, I feel like, like it still 2012, is. But even like celebrities, like they just really said whatever they wanted, called out whoever they wanted. Like Rihanna was very messy on Twitter in 2013. Yeah. I mean, and it comes back to haunt them like Chrissy Teigen. True. True. You know what they I mean? just like said whatever canc- they wanted. You get canceled pretty Now quick I on think that. it's just normal people being unhinged. The celebrities have reeled it in a little bit. But <laughs> they had to. They had no choice. <laughs> anyway, so you started in 2012. In I what did, capacity? Yeah, in what capacity? I started actually a uh, model and talent agency in California. That is right as social media was coming into play. That is when uh, we've seen a rise in people getting hired for video or for movies and modeling jobs based on their following rather than their height or their weight and so um i seen an opportunity in that i wasn't sure how that was going to play out but um i started to pay more attention to it um i also knew that it had to go back to somewhere a lot of like blog like a blog so i started 
to do some investigating in that, and I started a blog for my daughter and then grew that account and met a lot of other creatives and other influencers in the market and started shooting their pictures and helping them plan their social media, and one thing led to the other, and here we are. And here we are with an agency an and agency also and in Texas and not California, not California anymore. anymore. So a few things have changed over the years. <laughs> Just a couple. Um, I started my social media journey. That sounds so annoying. My social, my social, social media, media journey. journey. I started... Well, I was in college, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I used to make YouTube videos, <laughs> and I loved editing. So I was like, I want to do something that kind of encompasses that. But I knew I didn't want to go into film. I didn't want to do, like, specifically, like, videography. I just liked editing. Like, you I loved getting on, part. like, Final Cut Pro and, like, cutting things up and learning new things. So I, ASU had a program that was graphic information technology, so it was just a little bit of everything. I love how they make it sound so, like, more complicated To make it, it even better, it was in the School of Engineering, <laughs> so I love to be like, hey, everyone, I'm I an technically engineer have, Technically, I have an engineering degree because <laughs> I graduated from the School of Engineering. But it was just a little bit of everything. It was a little bit of graphic design, a little photography, a little videography, a little bit of coding. So I like to say that it was just visual marketing. I wish they had that when I was in college. They didn't have that. Like, okay, hear me out. It was great. Like, great in terms of, like, I learned but a lot. But you could do better. But I absolutely <laughs> didn't need to go to college for it. You so I think college is great if, like, if someone's paying for it for you. Like, now I just have student loans, so I learned how. I don't like, think college is worth it. But like, we don't want to get me down that track. I think it is, like. <laughs> Ridiculous. I think like certain things are great, and if if someone's like willing to pay for it for you, or you have a scholarship, like that's fine. But now exactly. I have student loans just because I learned how to do like very something basic coding and something I could have learned off of Skillshare. So, <laughs> but that's fine. Now I have student loans and I'm in debt, and that's okay. Anyways, so I went to college America. and then I got an internship at. Well, originally I got an internship at a magazine, and I was supposed to do their graphic design stuff and it turned into social media i i don't know how that happened but it happened and i was like okay this is fun that was my first like taste of it and then i got another internship at a social media agency and that's when i was like oh my god this is amazing you can do this for a living and it encompassed everything that i liked doing exactly so here we are i don't know however many years later that was in like 20 18, yeah. 19, maybe. So yeah. here we are, and now I do it for a job. Yeah, we do. Tara, what does your day-to-day look like as the owner of a social media agency? I think my role has like evolved over the last few years to be something that I'm not even really... I mean, as an owner, you have a lot of other responsibilities, unfortunately, and I wish I, I sometimes <laughs> could go back to being a only a creative i do have clients still that i've that i started with that i continue to keep but then i've any of the additional ones we've kind of passed on to you to the other creators i usually spend a few days a month with a with a client and we are gathering content and pictures videos whatever that is and then we're taking it home and we're editing and then we're posting on social platforms for them basically creating authentic content and uh, showcasing it in a way that connects with that audience on that particular platform. We also are the type of agency where we get all of the content ourselves. I know there's some agencies that probably if they work for like really big corporations, these corporations love to hire out 
photographers and videographers to essentially gather the content and then they'll send it over to the people who do social whether that's in-house or an agency yeah but we go out and actually get all the content ourselves yeah and that kind of evolved from me doing i did when i was doing content creation for like influencers in the beginning in la they were working actors or actresses and i would we would shoot 10 to 20 outfits a day and then they would batch that content and 10 have to content 20 outfits that's wild that's like a whole day of just shooting shooting your brain could be fried yeah i'd lose it after it was three really outfits. exhausting it really was exhausting you're like oh my god i can't do this anymore but some some of i mean they're obviously actors and stuff so they can play like i mean they can put an outfit on and change like you know what i mean yeah yeah. different wall or at a different place it's just part of the job it's just part of the job which is wild but what a way to change what is your day like what is is it different than mine have shifted a little bit i still have some clients but i've shifted into this podcast is a big part of my day-to-day our email marketing i've kind of shifted my role of um like education kind of like we as an agency are are stepping our foot into the realm of education so like courses and like i said this podcast yeah we're essentially trying to (laughs) cancel college and we will be the source of information now basically no but i yeah so i'm like email marketing i'm trying to do like blog posts uh, we're doing some influencer management stuff, so reaching out to influencers, which is a whole other ballpark, which you'll hear about that stuff yeah, on this podcast for sure. Yeah, there's a bunch of influencer stuff on this podcast. But that's what my day-to-day kind of looks like. So if you do want more education, I'm like, go to our website, go to our TikTok. There's a million things that you can learn there from there. Are. I'm like, not to toot my own horn, but I did make all of that. So if you don't <laughs> like it, it will. Don't tell me. Like, don't let me know. <laughs> Only leave positive comments, please, on the TJ page. They will love it. Because it's I so will be upset. It's savable and shareable content. Which is exactly what we're trying to do. To kind of get into it. Um, it's the beginning of 2022. So yeah. what? So what are we? what are we thinking this year? I mean... We're like two months in, but the rest of the year, what are we thinking it's going to look like, like trend-wise for socials? What are our predictions? Video, just up, up in quality to video. Right. Video quality, video, um, everything video. I think the short form of it all, we already know. Reels is here, TikTok is here. I don't think it's going anywhere. No, YouTube and shorts. Honestly, and honestly, okay, I know I was hating on YouTube shorts the other and day. And then you blew up. No, I didn't blow up. I haven't posted <laughs> anything for myself because I got so frustrated with it. But now I'm seeing a lot of like big YouTube creators because okay, my part of my problem with it was you know when you go on TikTok, when you first get on or you make an account, and you're like, what the hell is this? I hate everything that's on my For You page. And it takes a while to, like, curate it to things that you want to see. Yeah. I get on YouTube Shorts, and because I think it was only beta testing in the U.S. and in India, you're getting- I was getting a ton of content from India. And stuff that you didn't and I care was, about. Yeah. And I was, like, the, like, weird prank videos that I was, like, what is this? Like, I don't, and I couldn't get away from it. What I feel like is if you're in it, if you put your foot in it, 
those people are going to be the ones that I like know, grow. And like, I know that because it's like jump in while it's still new. You have a better chance of like isn't getting it funny bigger. how everybody like defies that even though they know it to be certain. I just it was pissing me off, so I stopped <laughs> doing shorts. But now I've seen a bunch of like actual YouTubers, people who use the platform as a full time job, making shorts. That's because they whether know. it's like I think a lot of them are like recycling TikToks or whatever, which I think is fine, but. I'm like, maybe I should get back on it because now, like, people that I know are using it. I think if you get on it and you're using your keywords and all your stuff, like, but I think it it may hit. It has like a longer shelf life, so I could see you definitely like. Right now, you're putting in the footwork, and then in like two years, people like. Have you seen Audrey? It makes almost a lot more sense for someone that has long form. I think it works best if you have long form content on YouTube as well. Yeah, like a, because a mixture it, of both. it feels like a way to drive people to your long-form content, more so than, like, TikTok is, like, on its own mm-hmm. as short-form content. Mm-hmm. But it feels like... Like, Patel, for example, has his YouTube channel, so yeah. it feels like that would be beneficial for him to be putting shorts out because then you click on the page, you're going to see both. You're going to see the shorts and you're going to see... Yep, the video videos and like creators make money like based on like oh uh, yeah, watch they, time and all that stuff. So yeah, they like do, you, gotta, you do want the you do want the longer form content to do right well too. You know, like you can't just be a short creator. I don't feel like right. Maybe that's why I was struggling because I was only putting shorts up. I just don't have the energy to make long form content right now. I, I used to when I was sixteen. When you're sixteen, no, I don't. I know. I'm like I still like editing it, but in terms of like getting in front of a camera to like for myself, just like personally for myself, I just like I it's just a lot guess, of work, guys. I guess it we'll is be a using it for for this podcast because yeah, this, this will, will be, be a long form. This will be long form, and then we can do shorts for it. Yeah. So Good I think idea. I feel like short form content is a little bit um, more popular at the moment, and I kind of feel like it's going to stay that way because we're all losing our attention spans. Exactly. We cannot pay attention We want more. To anything. <laughs> Literally anything. We can't. It's so um, sad. I also think... This is so funny to talk about because we've recorded this podcast. This is our third time recording this specific episode. <laughs> so I'm just reiterating the truth that, I, told. that I've already talked about. But like we had said in the episodes that you guys haven't heard because they're gone, I think authenticity is really big and you're probably tired of that word because you hear it all the time. And you're like, how can I be authentic? But like genuinely, as corny as it sounds, like you have to show your personality. I've been making a bunch of TikToks about this on our page lately. You have to show personality because regardless of what you want to do on the internet, regardless of if it's you're trying to be an influencer or you're trying to build a brand or build a brand you're trying to use it for a small business like you have to showcase your personality because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like at the end of the day if you're on socials and you're making money from it you're selling something whether that's selling yourself selling a business or selling a product product. selling a service yeah and people want to buy from people that they trust and they like so and they connect with yeah so the only way that they're going to trust you is if they get to know you. And the only way that they're going to get to know you is if you show your personality. I think we should come up with some exercises to help people identify what makes them unique and what they could showcase. Because I think that's a struggle that I found with clients is like, I'm like, you got to be authentic. They're like, well, what does that mean? Well, what do you like? I don't know. You know, like, yeah. And, but there's they're like, I, I've had some clients where I'm like, just show like a 
day in the life. I don't know. Show, or like show what book something. you're reading. Yeah, and you know, like, like that shows who you are. The books you I read, it shows who you are. But I, I think th- it's just such a scary thing, too, because you think about um, going to, like, Dr. Patel, I use him as an example a lot, but going into his office at home and seeing, like, he has these, you know, vintage comic books, that was a part of him that nobody knew, and I'm sure he felt right. somewhat nervous. Even or, if you want to keep the grid, I think there's a, sp- if you want to keep the grid professional, that's fine. But, like, showcase something on stories. Or TikTok is a lot more... Free. Uh, yeah, just a, a lot less, I Curate. guess, curated would be the word. I just feel like... I hear people, influencers especially, say all the time, they're like, I say things on TikTok that I wouldn't put on another platform. Like I, I know, just and it's funny, like, we don't judge them. And like, I've heard oh, people be like... I just saw a video, a girl the other day, where she was like, TikTok is funny because we all post like nobody we know is watching, which like <laughs> isn't true, but everybody just posts like nobody's going to see it. Nobody's going to see you it. You know? So it's like, I just think, th- I, that's what I mean by authenticity is... If we, you can find something that you like, you would post that nobody would see, and you just be real like that. Yeah, I think just that's like what it show is. some of your... Show some of yourself. Like, I was giving the example the other day where I was like, if your best friend came out with a product or a business, you would buy from them because you want to support them, but also because you know that person, you know that they know what they're talking about, and Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So you trust them. That's what I mean by trust, is like, you trust their credentials, you trust that they are, like, being... And you build trust by yeah. being authentic. Right, because you, because you know that person. So it's the same idea with social media. You want people to feel like they know you so that they'll There's buy also, from you. Yeah. And the same goes for, like, what I mean by, by a small business or an influencer. Like, a small business, if you are front-facing, which is kind of another trend prediction that I had for this year, is I feel like a lot of founders need to... Make their way. Are going to be showing their face more because... I've split off a little bit, but with <laughs> with front facing founders, like the the first person, there's a handful of people that I can think of immediately. Like Sophia Amoruso was very front facing mm-hmm. with Nasty Gal, and she's huge. And I almost think that that with her being so front facing, she's been able to pivot her career so much. Like she started with Nasty Gal, right? She doesn't own that anymore, so she started the company Girl mm-hmm. Boss. I don't I don't think she owns that anymore, or someone bought like half of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But regardless, people know her aside from just her business. So yep. anything that she's been able to do from there has been decently successful. Yeah. Same with like I think her name is Whitney Hurd, like the founder of Bumble. Yeah, Whitney. Yeah. Like the she's when a- they start showing their face, then it's like people start to trust you. People start to like believe in what you're what you're doing, and they and they know your mission. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they understand it. So that's what I mean by by authenticity in terms of small business. And but the same goes for an influencer. You could be like, I'm not selling anything, but like no one wants to you have affiliate deals, right? Like no one's gonna click on your link and buy through your link unless they like they want to support you and they have to know you in order to feel like they support you or they want to trust you and trust the product recommendation. So it it all comes I think it all comes down to to trust and personality and authenticity. Yeah, it does. I just think people need help uh, discovering what makes them authentic. I don't yeah. think people know, like, it's one of those questions if somebody were to ask you, you'd be like, I don't know. You're like, it's I've, a had, lot of pressure. I've had clients be like, I don't know, I just like go to work and come home and go to bed and I'm go like, to work again. Yeah. I'm like, so that's not true. <laughs> like, I don't know, what music do you listen to? What do you think about when you're at work? Yeah, like, what, just, yeah, all just showing things. something. I love that. I think is pretty big. Um, Definitely educational content. Right, because yeah. 
um, as we know, not everybody can go to college, and so um, those those platforms that are doing allowing education people to educate in specific industries are doing really well. Yeah, definitely. I think that that. I mean, if you're a doctor, is another way to kind of get people to trust you too, because that feels like you're You're showcasing your credentials. You're showing like why you should work with me, why you should, because I know what I'm talking about, like showing some education, showing some like Mm -hmm. what the process is. Like for us, we have a lot of service-based clients. So showing what the process is of this service is part of our strategy. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of part of how we do it because it educates people. Like, especially, for example, we have a few dentists with the veneers process. Like, a lot of people don't know. If you're just like, your average person doesn't know the ins and outs of veneers. veneers. Like, what's going on when you're there? And also, like, when you go to the dentist, your mouth is just open. You don't see what they're doing. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just things like that where you're showing the education you're you're informing people so they feel safer more secure working with you yep essentially and you're being more transparent and i think transparency creates trust so for sure and just like the idea of adding value i think education does that i think if you want to create entertainment type of content that's fine too but i think like i said people have such you have short to have both sides you have to yeah. have you can't like even when somebody starts to be too um entertainment focused and right. they lose that pillar of people start to maybe they don't take you as seriously yeah, exactly and if you're too educational then they're like well now it's boring. boring so yeah i think i agree you it's have to do a little bit of both but i think at the end of the day like you have to provide some sort of value because, like I said earlier, people have really tiny attention spans. Mm-hmm. And if they're, like, they get four seconds into your video and there's no value provided, they're like, this is a waste of my time. I'm going past it. Yep. You know? You definitely need And also, work. like, people are so... There's a reason that people have shorter attention spans, that things are getting shorter. Like, everyone's busy. Everyone's got stuff going on, other things that they could be doing. So if your content is not doing anything for someone, like, why would they keep watching it? Why would they keep listening to it? If they're not gaining anything. Yep. Or and that so doesn't like, mean, like, like just gaining knowledge or gaining, like... Yeah, like, even if it's just a laugh, like, that's that's value in its, you know, it really in is. itself. That's what but memes it, are for. It has to, exactly. <laughs> like, it has to do something. Like, I think social media has kind of gone past just showing, like, sharing a... Depend, if you're just, like, using social media like a normal person and you're not trying to, like, Grow. profit off of yeah. it, yeah, then, then, this, then this doesn't apply. Yeah. But I think for, like, influencers even, it's gone past just showing a picture of yourself with, like, a Drake lyric underneath. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to do anything for anybody. So, like, maybe share a picture of yourself and then, like, share something informational or funny in the... Ca- or, like, some or swipe over. Something to get to know you. Yeah. Like, or, like, I think that's why Carousel posts do so well because it feels like more of an insight into... That post. Like, photo dumps are doing well because they really are like Kourtney Kardashian is the queen of photo I know I was like I love that she does them constantly because also like you usually like if you're taking have more than one that you like right like and it's nice to like get a little snapshot of what that was it's it's getting an insight into that person's life like going back to Kourtney Kardashian I have no idea what's going on in Kourtney Kardashian's life (laughs) but you think you do but I feel like I do because I look at these photo dumps and I'm like oh okay she went to Disneyland with her kids and then she ate this yeah and then it was Valentine's Day and she was with her fiance and like now I feel like I know what's going on and I'm like okay I love Kourtney more because of this photo dump (laughs) that's so true I'm like that was a more extreme 
well, example, but it applies to everybody. It really does. So that was kind of what we expect to be going down in 2022. And uh, that's what we expect to go down in social sessions. We're yeah. Stuff like that. That was a little insight. We do have a lot of interviews for you guys with influencers and with business owners who have successfully managed social media. Yeah. But let us know what you guys want to hear more of, what you guys are more interested in. Follow us at Social Sessions Podcast and leave some comments. Give us some DMs. Let us know what you want to hear about. Bye. Bye.